Hey, Sam. What's up, Nathan? Not much. What are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to attach this camera strap to oh. this new camera. What What camera? It is the Leica Q. Ah, the Leica Q. And I already don't like the strap. The strap it came with is leather, and leather straps suck. Oh, bummer. Makes it feel like I'm holding a purse <laughs> instead of a camera. <laughs> it's like I have a purse around my shoulder. Really, true. it is. It needs to be, like, I don't understand. The inner material is really nice, kind of like this felt, but the out exterior is like this crappy leather. And I don't understand why they decided on that unless they were trying to go for quality as a 4200 something dollar camera, so that makes sense. But their $7,000 M comes with a, like a you know, meshy, I don't know what material it is, but like a nicer just material. It's not leather. <laughs> so on their straps. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, so, do anyway. you, is is that does that in, include the? Uh, well, you use the um, little two finger hand side holder thing. Uh, it does in not include the that? finger loop. You, I'm not sure yet. So for the finger loop to work, you have to get a grip, which is 160 bucks just for the plastic grip that screws into the bottom. They're not shipping those yet. Uh, I already have my finger loop from my previous grip for the Leica M240. So, uh, and I'm assuming it's interchangeable, right? The grip is the um, the finger loop is not the actual grip plate. Gotcha. The finger loop, thankfully, is interchangeable. Um, so that's nothing I, I can't use it yet. When it comes, maybe I'll get rid of the strap and just use the finger grip. I think that's my hope. But I'm pretty used to just being able to throw something on my shoulder and have free hands. So uh, gotcha. I might just roll with both of them. We'll have to see. Yeah. But I'm definitely going to get a new strap because this leather sucks. Hate it. Yeah. So um, that's funny that you got that today um because yesterday we were in the leica store uh taking a look at this thing and um overall i was moderately impressed uh, by what i saw um i'm gonna say now after having it for a couple hours today um best mirrorless camera on the market right now really um when you're i don't know if it stacks the same against the uh, the sony stuff but for the fuji stuff and anything with a fixed lens yeah, um well, i think it's the best yeah i mean but you're dealing with a 17 instead of um instead of like isn't it f2 for the um fuji i think so it used to be anyway yeah, yeah. and fuji's stuff they're 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 oh, all cross sensors that's right yeah that's no right. no i think they're dx i think they're like the the equivalent of Nikon's oh, good DX. Good so, call. Yeah, yeah. so they're not four thirds, right. but it's still, and they perform really great, but it's, you don't ever, you'll never achieve the same shallow depth of field or the same high ISO performance. Sure. Uh, I mean, maybe yeah, I mean, eventually, but right now they're not. Yeah, they're great. They're great cameras. I know um, Vinny has one and he takes really great photos with that. And uh, I mean, yeah. I, I know lots of people that take great photos with it, but it does seem like it's a step in the right direction and not the end all be all. Well, what this gets me most excited about with the Leica Q is um, hopefully foreshadowing some of the changes they'll make to the next M camera. The EVF is fantastic. The, the live EVF is even really yeah. cool. Yeah. Re really good. Um, the lens quality is amazing. The sensor quality is where I was most interested and the high ISO and dynamic range seems to be just perfect, like right where really? I want it to be. So, yep. Yeah. Um, really great. In terms of usable um, high ISO, what do you, what are you seeing? Uh, 12,500 
12,500 really? okay. you're not really seeing any noise um right at 25,000 uh, you're starting to see noise and you have to clean it up and 50,000 there's a lot of noise but um usable black and white you know cool uh, yeah but I mean, my, my biggest thing is being able to shoot at 6400 like totally clean and push it to 12,000 when needed right. uh and and still have a great clean image and uh or mostly clean image and that this definitely has that so that's great there's some weird weird quirks in the functions like the manual shutter speed thing clocks out at 2000 but um yeah, like one two thousand. weird but if you're in auto mode um it appears to go much much like one eight thousandth if really? you need or even one sixteen thousand. yeah and i'm not entirely sure what's going on there what's the deal with that i have no idea why they would make that except maybe they just ran out of i have no idea honestly i really i don't get it but yeah um, but dude i just i'm i'm just a huge fan of electronic viewfinders i i really i i've really enjoyed the uh the fuji and then i don't know seeing this one yesterday uh definitely got me excited for the future of and and it also got me really annoyed that like you know nikon does not have one of these for I, i'm just they've I'm, got it canon and nikon they've got to be if they're not working if they're on the not they're stuff, absurd they are like huge, huge trouble yeah, yeah i'm like pissed you know um but so, I, I, don't know. I gotta say overall just on another side note before i forget the fact that this camera is 4200 and has a lens that performs even i think better than the standalone 28 millimeter lens you can buy uh and that one is four thousand dollars brand new this is like 4200 brand new that's actually so in my opinion that's an incredibly good price i was gonna say it's like the most camera. affordable it's like a 200 like camera box. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't really make sense uh but they did it so i'm you know if you're looking at a 28 millimeter like uh the standalone lens whichever one there's a few different versions uh just get this i think <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know unless obviously you want a consistent body or whatever but anyway it's great the autofocus is shockingly good it is it really has, fast it has, yeah it has 3d tracking like that's better way better than the nikon 3d tracking because it tracks the entire frame uh, not just like your small little focus points right. it's uh it's awesome. Oh, that's so, cool. The biggest thing that's annoying, they have a great dedicated button that changes your frame lines from 28 that originally is to 35 and 50. I really wish there was the option to not only have the frame lines, but just crop in. So you just saw the 35 millimeter framing and there were no lines or anything because right. it's not easy for me to picture seeing the entire scene with just lines exactly. It's hard for me to ignore oh, everything yeah, outside. Yeah, it's, it's like, really it's, it's, difficult to remove your brain from that so i am outside my window right now there are four giant grown men moving a 300 gallon propane tank up to my shed oh that's awesome i I feel bad for them actually but i think they're doing it they're They're, stopped there's four people no they're fine four big guys i think they're taking a break (laughs) breather anyway Um, anyway, so I'm super impressed. I'm excited to finally have a, another a new full frame travel camera. Uh, I've always not really enjoyed. Uh, I like the direction Sony's going with all their mirrorless stuff, yeah. but the um, sensor quality, the color of it, always kind of irked me. And the cameras themselves, like ergonomically, I just hate. They feel very uninspiring. I can't it. hold them without just like one. I just feel like they're weird, like weird like heavy toys like that exactly. i don't like holding no up. exactly 
uh, they I hate the design of them. But that's totally, you know, my opinion. Other people love the design. This, I think, is far superior. It's a Leica design, like, through and through. And it feels really good to take a picture. Cool. So, you know. Uh, of course, you're paying double what the Sony stuff cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you you definitely do get what you pay for. I think for for Leica, um, which I, and I I really like enjoy Leica. I don't know. It's funny seeing. I, I was watching some of the videos in the Leica store yesterday of like somebody like I don't know, just like building this Leica camera, like, and they're doing everything by hand, and it's really cool to see a company very dedicated to like crafting a camera experience um and and really have the images be that at the at the center of their design yep totally totally agree uh, and they seem to be listening like i know it takes a long time for ideas and changes to be implemented so it probably feels like why a lot of times companies aren't listening but like i feel like they're doing everything that the users of like a stuff are asking for like this camera is addressing so much of what people were just like why isn't the x whatever their other mirrorless cameras not not the m series but they have this other point and shoot series that's just horrible mm-hmm. and uh they seem to have completely moved on from that and gone in this different direction that people were asking for which is great um i wish more camera companies would do that yeah but you know, maybe they do, and it's really maybe it's just hard to perceive because it's like years. You know, at least probably two or three years of development before they can actually get something to market <laughs> uh, after the idea or the suggestion has been made. You know, but um, anyway, gotcha. uh, that's probably all I want to say about this until I actually go out and shoot more with it. But sure. uh, first impressions are pretty good. Don't know if I'm going to keep it yet. Uh, it's a lot of money for me to have for just a fun like travel lens, but. Their travel camera. Do you but, already uh, have? Do you already own the twenty-eight um, millimeter? No, no, I don't. Thankfully, like a- that would be, yeah, that'd be annoying. Gotcha. I don't own the twenty-eight. I own the twenty-four, oh, gotcha. which I love, but nothing can do. I'm just kind of sitting on all my Leica stuff until the new M comes out next year, probably. Gotcha. Nice. Sorry. But yeah, no, I was, I was along those lines. I was going to ask, uh, you know, what, you, what have you been up to? We skipped over that part beginning What's, uh, how's it going not too much judged a little print competition a couple nights ago that was fun oh yeah you, was there. you helped me photograph uh, gary sinise yesterday that was cool and oh uh, man he's a cool guy yeah pretty straightforward ken mattingly when i was <laughs> when i when i shook his hand afterwards i was like hey just want to let you know you know you, or i I, th- I was like hey just want to say we were really a big fans of your uh, performance in Apollo 13 and that's all I said and he just goes like mm-hmm, or whatever like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like I saw that. like not another He's one like, of these no. guys like <laughs> yeah I know um, but uh, yeah he seemed he seemed really cool and I'm glad he you, we were able to snag him for an epic portrait yeah and I was mistaken I thought he was in Armageddon too but he's he's no. not I thought he's, he was. He's, there are a lot of people, a lot of the cast from Apollo 13, especially a lot of the Mission Control cast that Michael Bay cast for Armageddon because mm-hmm. he's like a big fan. As much as I can't stand Michael Bay's stupid movies, um, number one, Armageddon, I like it. And number two, it was a pretty cool homage to uh, Apollo 13 during their yeah. whole Mission Control sequence. Yeah, no, Armageddon's awesome and freaking The Rock so good. Rock. 
<laughs> I just is Nicholas Cage. Movie. I just you know. I, I can't. know. Anyway, um, cool. Well, uh, something we definitely wanted to touch on today was the idea of uh, professional photographers and. I mean, this really can apply to anybody, but uh, or any small business, especially with a person that's just you know a figurehead um, or you know somebody that owns their own business. But the idea of your personality and your persona kind of playing into how you sell yourself and how you generate business for yourself. Yep. Um, and so I don't know. I've I've been doing a lot of thinking recently about how I want to like. Because I don't know, I've been thinking um, about trying to kind of come up with a new identity, uh, professional outward identity um, for me to have to, in order to, you know, generate more interest, more business. Um, yeah, I mean, there are certain photographers you go to their site and like instantly you know what they're about and like what their vibe is or at mm-hmm. least what they want you to think <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but it's a trick i mean there's others you go to their site and you have no idea what kind of person this is sure and there's others you go to their site and you 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 totally feel like you know them they meet them in person and you're like this is not at all the person i know right. from there and uh, there <laughs> yeah and you know i've actually heard stories from clients or friends that were searching for photographers or actually in most cases it was other vendors like I don't know, like DJs, DJs, especially (laughs) DJs, but like where, you know, what they presented was not at all who they were, um, or they just weren't committed to that persona. Um, and it's not to say that you have to be a fake person, um, in order to sell like yourself in order to like generate business. But I think that, um, I think that it is important to have a public, um, to have an immediate perception of who you a clear and focused one yeah 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 and which is why like i don't know i've seen like plenty of about pages that really do a good job of um of kind of selling not just who the person is but what kind of experience they have and what kind of um experience you're going to have if you work with them you know like um i think we were talking about um fair a while back um just being like he kind of puts himself out there saying he's the crazy guy. Like you want, you, you, you go to him and he's going to be, you're going to have a lot of fun. Like he's going to say weird things and it's going to be awesome. And you're going to get incredible photos. Um, yeah. And it's, and I love like when I saw him speak at CPC, I, I, I got it. I was like, Oh, he's, he's just this really weird, cool guy that makes incredible images. And, um, if I was a client, you know, that's, if that's, you know, if I saw, if I saw his stuff, I'm sure that I would really enjoy it. Um, it just online. Yeah. So I yeah. don't know. I mean, what, what do you think about all that? Yeah, it's interesting. I actually was thinking, cause I'm going through a website redesign now. Um, that was one of the, the things that I really loved about the studio that I'm using to, to make my new site they sat down and well not sat but you know over the phone for hours we just talked about who, who I am my work you know just really getting to know me so that they could channel all that information into 
everything about my site, my new site, right? And in the subtle details, mm-hmm. and and all the way into you know uh, the bigger kind of nav- navigation and stuff of the site, where it would just makes sense for the experience I want people to have because it's. Yeah. Anyway, so um, what I was doing though is thinking about how you know should I rewrite my about me page um, to go along with that, and I figured out no, I'm just going to edit it. I like the way it is, and I started searching a few key phrases from my 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 about me on on Google, and I found you know upwards of ten or fifteen people that had ripped off all or portions of my about me. Oh page, no! Which, which I can totally totally understand. I totally I remember the feeling when I was starting as a photographer. Like, what, what do you say? About me is like, so good, and I I suck. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I, I just that's suck true. You, like, and so uh, you know, the temptation. I totally get it to, to just copy someone else's, and and I see that as a really good thing. That my about me must really be connecting with people. Yeah, if it's they want so much it. that they want to make it as like a representation of their brand and business and who they are, then that's a great thing. Um, I kind of wish I, it was ripped off even more, <laughs> but um, but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think it's really important to just suck it up and suffer through whatever you are able to write on your own. Yeah. You know, other people's opinions, but at the end, you've got to make your own text and content and you can hire copywriters. And I've known many photographers that have hired copywriters to try and write like stuff for them. And it comes across in an interesting way online that just doesn't ever seem to connect with the actual person that I know in real life. So I guess my Mm -hmm. question to you is, uh, because you're the one that was kind of most interested in this topic sure are you are you interested in developing a persona that is really relatable and connected to who you are in real life or totally kind of different so that you have like this this separate personality Hmm. that you turn on when you're around business clients but isn't necessarily like your everyday nathan like you are on the podcast (laughs) or something well (laughs) i think my thing is i'm 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 a really bad liar so like i (laughs) i i i suck it at at being fake, I guess I would say, um, even when I want to be fake, I can't, um, or when I, you know, when I want to fudge the truth, I find it difficult, um, to sell. So, um, I think that the most important thing, not just for myself, but for everybody that is, um, a photographer or looking to, um, create a persona is, to be true to yourself and who you are. I think that your persona should not be different from who you are. I think it should just be, um, for me, I'm thinking like, I want to just maximize, not only just like maximize like how, like who I am in terms of my, I'm professional, I am like creative, I am interesting, but I also want to have like, I want to have a vibe. Like I want to have an experience that, people can um can like have as a client of mine they they have like a good experience with me and they want to like tell that to other people hey you know nathan was like this really crazy dude or whatever um and i was (laughs) and i was thinking i was just thinking through all these weird ideas and i thought maybe what if what if like i just created like a bunch of like weird youtube videos of like 
me like being like really weird and funny and uh, and saying like have you ever thought about what it would be like to hire a professional photographer and then like have a bunch of like stupid things happen like like i like i'm like i've got like three guys with me like holding lights and they all like fall down and like i keep walking and then i fall into a river or something i don't know like i was just thinking like what if i was like a funny guy or something i don't know and so i just kept thinking about I, I, I feel like in order to have a consistent experience, it would be cool to have, I don't know, a, an obvious public persona um, yeah. that goes along. But again, like the important thing is it's the easiest thing to do in life is to just be true to yourself. When everything like falls away, like you just have yourself like commit to you who you are. And if you are if you're being real with yourself, then you should be able to sell yourself uh, without any problem. Um, yeah. b- because people want people that are real. And especially with photographers, you have to build a... Rep- and I know we've talked about this on, on previous shows, but like you have to build a relationship with your clients. It's really important to have a good rapport with who you're you're photographing because in my opinion photography is an intimate thing like it's it's you're allowing someone to like capture an image of who you are in and it's only a physical image but but you get the emotion of who that person is just by the way that they look and i think that it's really I think it's really powerful to let someone take photos of you. And I think that, I mean, I get really existential about it, but I think you need to be true to yourself. Um, yeah, no. And that's, you know, thing though. So we should probably elaborate some, cause I hear that a lot where people in all facets of photography, just shoot, shoot to your, you know, shoot, honestly, shoot how you be true to yourself. And, and so that, that, that's fine. But how I wonder then do people go about like really understanding who, what that is for me? That's a good point. It's, it's, yeah. it was, it was for me, the big turning point was actually starting equipment reviews because I would be forced to sit down and consciously like tangibly write out what I felt about this piece of equipment sure. and how, how I felt that it was impacting my work and my decision-making as a photographer. And that evolved to um, the write-ups that I do for the celebrity portraits and mm-hmm. my experience and my failures there, right? And, all, and then if that evolved into, like, I think the, the biggest contributor to kind of my self-awareness, uh, my workshops, right? You have to Absolutely. develop an entire eight, nine hour day of just talking about myself and how I do things. And so I'm um, not saying everybody has to do workshops or gear reviews or anything like that, but I think it's super important to, um, you know, whether through your blog post or even just a personal journal or something like, or even uh, voice recordings or something, but sure. like literally tangibly in some tangible format, like have some self-reflection. Like that's the the best way to do it instead of just sitting down after taking pictures for your first year or two and try and suddenly write like who am I as a photographer like it's something that takes a long time to evolve and kind of you know articulate Uh, and so anyway well yeah yeah I mean I I think going along with that it's like being true to yourself is trying to and again this is also something that we've touched on um, previously and you talk about it a lot in your workshops and um, 
and everything that you, you do is that do things differently than everybody else. Like just do them differently because they're not you. Like who, who I am is different than Sam Heard and who you are is yeah. different than one of my, one like of my favorite anybody. phrases is that, uh, you have a monopoly on you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Kind of awesome. Yeah. Um, you, you have a monopoly on you. You have, you have, um, you have something special because it's yours. And I think that, um, there's, it's so easy to get into wedding photography, um, which is a good thing because otherwise neither of us would be here. Um, but like, it's easy to just pick up a camera and start shooting, um, photos of people at a wedding. But like, in order to really be true to yourself, you need to examine who you are and come up with, with an idea of, of who that is. And, um, and a healthy dose of introspection is, is always good in my book. Um, but kind of going along with that, um, with what you were saying earlier, I didn't, I, I didn't really feel like I knew what kind of photographer I was until I started teaching a couple of like video workshops as well. And, um, and having a couple of, a couple of mentees under my wing, just, kind of showing them how I do things. And then I'm like, Oh, I guess that is how I do things. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't, and, you know, and I didn't why, know. You know the, and why you do things the way you do. Yeah. And, um, yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Um, I was going to mention something that now I can't remember. I'm playing with this Apple watch, uh, Milanese loop and it's kind of hypnotic. <sighs> feels, feels really nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and here we have, um, Apple Hour with Sam. <laughs> I could do an entire Apple podcast. Don't, uh, don't I'm not. Me. I'm not going to. Forget we were talking about that. computers earlier, but well, um, I mean, I mean, we yeah, we could. No, I don't think we're quite finished. But yeah, um, yeah. the other big thing. So I, I mentioned I'm going through a website redesign. You've expressed some uh, some interest in moving your website in a direction eventually yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, from where it is. And yeah. uh, you know, my girlfriend Nessa is going through a redesign, and it's um, it's a really healthy, awesome experience. And it's yeah. um, uh, the biggest thing, you know, and the, and the biggest temptation is when you're starting out to just buy a template and do all that kind of stuff yourself with the with the designing and the logos and all yep. that stuff. And, and there's so many tools and ways to do that um, yeah, these days. Squarespace probably, is nice, you, and WordPress yeah. is like easy in a lot of ways. You can do logos like pretty pretty easily if you wanted. But um, honestly, I think the the faster you can actually outsource certain elements of your process, like the actual site design or the logo design, the yeah, faster you're actually absolutely. able to get to a point where you can afford to do that, like go for it. It's a lot of money yeah. um, and it feels like there's no return, but it's it's actually not that much money when you look at it in the grand scheme of like a business. And, um, and it's super vital to get uh, an outside perspective and kind of another person's hands on, on your business so that it's, you're actually coming across the way that you intend to <laughs> totally uh, never fails that you know my persona online mostly evolves around my website and facebook right. and i do a lot of like off the hand comments and discussions on facebook that you know nessa has to pull me aside sometimes and be like you know you sound like a total asshole right now and you should not <laughs> say that and i'm like God, shut up this is how you. i feel <laughs> i need to put it out there this is like my opinion and she's like no you're, you're coming across as just an asshole you need to rewrite it or rephrase it or something and usually i take her advice but sometimes i just let it go um but she's <laughs> right 
Like, oh yeah, no, people, that doesn't sound like a joke. That just sounds like I'm a jerk. (laughs) Right. um, It's really, I think, healthy to to have other people involved. Um, And I'm lucky to have access to somebody that that can go to the, the level of, you know, my my status posts on Facebook and give me feedback, but you know, even on higher level stuff like websites and, um, Oh yeah. Having logo and branding, like it's so important to not do it yourself in my opinion. I mean, you gotta be in control and you, and it's great if you have the ideas, um, you know, as a starting point, but let someone else, you know, but just the the same way as you wouldn't take a, I mean, ideally you probably don't have a self portrait of yourself as you're about me, uh, page or your, well, maybe you do, but like on, well, yeah, but you know, come on. Um, but I mean, like for, for instance, let's say for your, um, Facebook just profile picture, like 99% of the time, it's not a picture that you took. It's something that somebody else took because I don't know. I mean, they, they, well, it's just like as a, Got yeah, a, as a, a photographer, how pissed do you get when people send you, you know, all their ideas listed out exactly what they want and you're expected to adhere to that? Like they right. hopefully, like it always works better when like you've connected on a certain level and the chemistry's right and then they just let you do your thing and they trust you and you know, you know, you can see in them what they want from you and right. you trust them and it and the end result is you know photos that everybody's happy with so it's very similar when you're hiring like a designer like you got to let them do their thing like as long as they take the time to get to know you i'd be very concerned to just hire a designer that like doesn't even want to have a meeting sure and you know just wants your idea and then they do it like that's a huge red flag yeah Um, and going along with that like you hire somebody that you deem professional and that you think is going to do a good job um you know in 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 that and like and if you are i mean again like you don't do your own photos of yourself you get somebody else to take photos of you you don't do your website by for yourself get somebody professional to do it for you um people aren't hiring you as a photographer because they could do it themselves they're doing it because they want you um yeah and i think the same goes for for that what is that Apollo 13 iTunes store. What did you buy, Apollo 13? Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't own it already. I watched it last night. Uh-huh. It's one of the best movies <laughs> so, ever. So. It's so good. Like, <laughs> Oh, by the way, I'm watching Mad Max again tonight with Abby. Well, let's get it right. <laughs> oh, really? You're going to the... Yeah, this will be awesome. my third screening. So. <sighs> I would much prefer to do that than go see Third Eye Blind and Dashboard Confession. <laughs> <laughs> Why we're just doing it as kind of a joke we're not going to probably even stay the whole time but was it you uh, nessa nessa yeah Nessa bought the tickets that's awesome yeah and, and awesome. dude that'll be awesome though freaking dashboard i don't know no, I, I don't know i feel like it's going to be like 17 million girls and me well <laughs> hey the good news is is that you'll be a good foot and a half taller than everybody there <laughs> so you true. can actually see this time around very very true yep as opposed um, to in high school when I was buried under all the other people. Yeah, I I was always pretty tall. So I just feel anyway. like every time I went to a concert, I was always behind the one guy who's like so freaking tall, <laughs> and his hair added an extra five <laughs> inches on top of that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah. Um, okay. So um, 
I don't know what any any other thoughts on sort of like a public identity, public persona, kind of how to create your own brand. Uh, well, I don't know if I have enough insight to go into the entire creation, but um, you know, it's uh, it's something. It's a huge learning process. People, so many people are better at it than me. Even like you know, there's crazy people on Instagram. I don't know how they have like a hundred thousand followers. You know, and they take mm-hmm. mediocre pictures of whatever, and it's like what they've done is they've created this consistent like expectation behind what they show that people on some level identify with and it spreads like wildfire when you kind of get it all um tuned just right it's it's amazing yeah um and that's the beauty of the internet and also the annoyingness of the internet is that anything can go crazy on the internet even if it's totally stupid uh maybe especially if it's totally stupid yeah um but unfortunately and i was mentioning this earlier like uh, facebook to me is particularly interesting because they are the first maybe only ones at this point that are um starting to impact your reach uh by kind of artificially limiting access right and they say that they're doing this because there's just so much content that they want to give people a better experience on their news feeds so that they're not just inundated with every single thing that every person they follow or, or friends with post but um honestly it's got to be more about money and 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 you know, ultimately they're saying uh, assume an organic reach of zero which you know once you finally achieve uh, a decent following after you've got a persona made or a consistent whatever about you and your presence online um it's pretty frustrating to think that now you've got to pay to actually reach the people that already want to follow you yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of definitely weird (laughs) and stupid And I don't know how they're going to balance that. They've got to know that that's going to turn people away on some level. And I wonder how they're going to balance that with, you know, it's far worse for Facebook. If people just stop using it completely as a business tool. Right. Then, yeah, so I, I, I don't know. Um, uh, I, it's pretty frustrating. I've definitely seen an impact uh, on reach. And it's like the last thing I want to do is start paying like five bucks every freaking post that I put up just so that 2,000 more people can maybe see my picture. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds just, counterproductive. Yeah, totally. After, you know, getting and working this hard to get the fans that I have and I have to turn around to pay to reach them, like that seems ridiculous. It so. does seem ridiculous. And I, I don't know. I, you, you're a lot more knowledgeable about Facebook um, and their way of, of, you know, of disseminating information than I am. But it definitely seems like even some of my posts have been a little bit more buried than I have expected them to be, um, even when I'm posting them at the right times and everything. Yeah. So I don't know. No, absolutely. I feel There's like the work is the work's good. <laughs> like works probably yeah, better than ever, I feel like. For for yeah. both of us, I would say it's um, got to be a lot to do with you know just various algorithms are rolling rolling out across different users at different times to to see what kind of optimizes best. But uh, it's um, I'm most interested to see how it impacts now the actual use and and idea of Facebook as a destination and helpful tool for businesses because. Mm-hmm. You know, most most places, especially if you're starting out, like you can't afford five dollars a post to, right. to have it see your 500 followers. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and I don't even know. That's the thing. You don't even know how much your spending is really going to reach 
people. And it's like then the more people you get, the more you need to spend to reach them. It just seems very twisted and and you know, I don't know. It does, yeah. It it seems weird. It seems backwards. Yeah. And it's sad because Facebook, you know, it used to be like Instagram where it anything you posted, all the followers that followed mm-hmm. you, uh, as long as they saw it within the day or so that it was posted, like they, they would see, see it, it and have yeah. it and have a chance to interact with it or do whatever. Um, it's just not exactly, even close and to that's that's the big bummer. And maybe that's just maybe it's just because like there's too much happening at once. I mean, maybe like in any given moment on Facebook, you know. 20 photographers that you're that you're following all post around the same time on the same day you know maybe but i just still feel yeah. like they're like you should be able to just see everything um and decide well, for yourself what you don't want to see especially pages that you've made a conscious decision to be a fan of or follow like of that course yeah like that should take priority over the news that somebody shared you know a link that somebody shared that you're a friend with you know, right? I don't. I really don't understand why those are at all in my in my feeds. You know, or or shown and given priority over, you know, uh, your Facebook, like Nathan Mitchell or, Photography Facebook page right. that I've consciously followed as a fan. Right. Maybe there's like a way to do like two Facebook feeds, like one for your pages and one for your friends, or something like that. That could be kind of cool. Well, you can. I mean, anything you do have a separate feed for your page. Like if you go and and manage your no, use I mean, Facebook ads. I mean, oh, as I a see. as yeah. a as a Facebook as a, user, as an end user, yeah. just like being like, oh, I want to see, like I want to see stuff for my friends, but I also yeah. want to see stuff for my professional people that I'm following or bands that I like or whatever. And I would rather that be in a totally separate feed because that has nothing to do with my friends. And originally when Facebook started, it was just about connecting you to other people. And now it's like a money-making tool and that's fine. But like, I just feel like there's ways of, of integrating it so that you're not a douche bag. (laughs) No. Yeah. (laughs) And, and, you know, as a business, it just looks lame it looks like, lame yeah here's my blog post sponsored <laughs> you know, it's like right oh and it just looks you know like you're begging for work and begging for views and it's like i don't know it just sucks like i don't it's you don't feel good about spending the money <laughs> right uh there's they could certainly improve that i'm curious to see how facebook changes instagram if they ever do to be a similar thing but yeah. um probably knows? Probably, yeah. I have I don't know why they little faith. Why. Yeah, yeah. It's money, dude. That's okay. Like, just make your money, but like, still, I don't know. Somebody's posted a picture of the Leica headquarters in Germany. Looks pretty freaking awesome. Yeah. Yep. I just think Leica is a great company. I even though I I don't actually own any of their cameras because I literally cannot even well, think about I mean, spending that kind of money on something like that but i just feel like it's a great it's just such a great camera and every and i've, I've used them for a lot of stuff before and i just love them they're cool cool ideas yep they're very similar in their ethos to apple and actually i think even apple made their retail stores kind of inspired heavily by the way leica mm. has made theirs and um yeah it's pretty awesome no, yeah they don't spare any expense in terms right. of 
quality. <laughs> yeah, which is which is what you should. I mean, in in some ways, is what you should do. And kind of getting back to your persona, like, or your at least your like public uh, appearance, like you and you were mentioning this to me the other day, but um, you know, your website as a wedding photographer in this day and age, the way that you are presented to people is online. That's your storefront. If you had a yeah, if you had a brick and mortar place, that would be your your front. And I think that it, I, I don't know, that made me think uh, definitely because I'm thinking, you know, who wants to go into a place that has like either a, a terrible looking or even just like unprofessional looking storefront if they want the best, you know, photos. And if you are a really good photographer, then you should have um, a good website and you should have a good and you should have a, a positive public persona that draws people in and makes them want to work with you because you offer an experience that no other photographer can offer. Um, yeah. And that kind of goes along with being yourself. Um, yep. So. Yeah. No, I think you, people freak out about spending five, six grand on a website and a logo and stuff to like kind of get their business built. And, um, you know, that's nothing <laughs> from a business perspective. I mean, think about the uh, you know starting a freaking plumbing business. It's like thirty grand just for the van before you even put the tools in it. You know, to be able to get to your jobs, like uh, that's nothing uh, to spend five or six grand on a uh, on a site. Especially that since we have the luxury of, of, as photographers to spend so little on the equipment that we have. I mean, yeah, photography equipment is expensive, but it doesn't take a lot. And the pieces that you um, kind of must have, you know, they're not that many. You'd probably get an entire rig for six grand now, with two camera bodies, a 24 and a 50, maybe a zoom and a flash, like you're done. Right. 50s, 750s, like that's it to get started. Um, so it's it's kind of funny to me when people are so upset or yeah. af- afraid to spend the money. It's like that is money well spent if, if you've made good decisions and done the research so that you know that you're hiring the right people that you want. <laughs> uh, it's a little scarier when you when you have no idea about the you know the web designer or the the designer for the logo and they turn out something crappy that's of course that's like the worst feeling ever but it is you but know. you know when when you are working with somebody that's reputable and um you've seen their work and you, for other people and you like it or you think you know it's pretty close to what you want um and then on top of that they offer you a really really positive really strong communication um that's key and that's what i think is the mark of um a you know a successful photographer is just lots of good positive communication with your clients um yeah and i mean honestly if all my persona was was that i'm a good communicator that you know that like gets back to emails like pretty pretty regularly like on time and you know my work is good like that you know in a lot of ways that's good enough um in a lot of ways yeah. that's that's all that is required and that's that's great um i i guess i'm also just kind of thinking like what can i do beyond that to like draw people in you know like i don't know i think like ridiculous youtubers for instance you know what <laughs> like yeah. you know they're ridiculous because they're trying to create a persona and then like you meet them in person and they're you know they're probably pretty weird but they're not probably that 
exactly well, like that. But they they take what you know is a part of them and like highlight it, magnify it, <laughs> and yeah. curate it so yeah. that that's all they show. You know, it's you know I'm sure it's very I'm sure it happens, but I'm sure it's very rare that somebody like is completely invents a persona that's you know a 180 from how sure. they actually are in real life. I'm sure it happens, but um, that that would be a trick for sure. Yeah, yeah it would be a yeah. trick. And, but I mean, there's plenty of people who don't take it far enough. Like they could, you know, they, they come off as like a really, let's say they come off as like a really strong, like family man, like family man or something like that, or family woman, just like really excited about their family. And then you, you meet them and you're taking photos of them and you just don't really get that vibe. Um, you know, that's, that's something that you want to avoid. Again, just being true to yourself is, is, is definitely the most important thing when you're, when you're kind of creating your online um, persona or whatever, um, I mean, even a Facebook profile, you put your best put, foot forward. Um, you put the best photos as your profile picture, or in my case, maybe some like the most ridiculous photos, like I put as my profile picture, because that's, I don't know, it's a representation, a little tiny representation of like who I am. I'm like a weird person. So I'm cool yeah. with having people know right off the bat that I'm like pretty weird. And uh, if, if they're weird too, then we're going to be like in good shape, you know? Yeah, no, um, absolutely. Yep. So I don't know. You said it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's, you, you have to keep in mind, like there's such a temptation to adhere to what other people are doing because you are the most familiar with yourself. Hopefully. Right. And uh, you know, anything after, you know, even a very limited amount of time that you do or have done or have thought about probably seems kind of boring because it's, it's, you're the source of that. Right. So (laughs) my point is like, um, though you may not like, uh, thinking about presenting some element of your actual personality to the world, um, do it anyway, because people yeah. will probably think it's interesting because it's different, right? So it's not them. Yeah, like, it's, it's different. yeah, it's not them, and it's hard to maintain that perspective sometimes when you know, obviously, you can't really act as your own filter very well. But some people can, and some people are really good at that, and you know, they, they succeed <laughs> many times. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I articulated that well, but um, uh, yeah, I think you're yeah. dead on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, cool. Cool. Well, cool. what are you uh, what are you doing tonight? You got going on? Uh, well, just yeah, just going to see Mad Max with the missus, and awesome. um, otherwise, I just have a wedding to. I'm hoping to to finish today, but if not, I'll get it done for tomorrow because I've got to deliver it on Friday, and then um, yep. just working on some of the honeymoon pictures and trying to. Uh, I finally finished the um, portrait uh, couples session that of the photographer that I met in Italy that let me nice. shoot him and his girl, which was really fun. And then, um, so I'm just going to go through the actual honeymoon photos and, and do a blog post. Cause I got a lot of interesting street stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Very nice. And you got a wedding on Saturday. Baller pictures of Mount Vesuvius too. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, it's weird actually. So this one is an interesting one. I'm, I got to Okay, I got to talk about this for a quick second because it's it's yeah. a weird story. So, I met with this photographer, I met with this client that wanted to book me. Um, I shot one of their friends' weddings and they were excited. So, 
I met with them and they had a date booked in July in June, but they, they said it was like flexible. It might, might move around a little. And this was like six or seven months ago. So I was like, you know, I, I, I was free, ki- like kind of around that time. So I was like, I'm mostly free, but there's a few dates that I'm not available on. So just, just try to lock this thing down as soon as possible. Um, for, or no. So they come back to me like two weeks later and they say like, okay, we've nailed down our date. It's like June 20th. And I was like, uh, I'm booked <laughs> for June 20th. Like yeah. I, c- I couldn't do it. So, um, I had to tell them, unfortunately, no. So then, um, the client that I had on the 20th changed their oh, day no. too. So <laughs> I, okay. So I had, so then I went back to them and I was like, guys, uh, just so you know, I'm actually free on your day. <laughs> and they were like, well, we've already got like one uh. of our friends to like do it. And they were like, but he doesn't have a second shooter and we wanted two photographers and we kind of had to pull him out of retirement anyway. So can you also shoot our wedding? And I was like, okay, but it's going to be interesting because they're kind of paying me separately. And I have to talk oh, to the photographer yeah. because he's like, he doesn't, I don't think he cares because he's not a wedding photographer really anymore. Although his stuff yeah. is very good. Yeah. Um, or was, oh, so you've I guess. seen the work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty, pretty good. And it's just an interesting, weird scenario that I'm not a hundred percent sure how it's going to play out in real life. So, yeah. Yeah. Good luck with that one. Those are awesome. But, Mine's my pretty uh, straightforward. Nice. Where's it at? DC. Cool. Yeah. DC, uh, I think it's 10 hour day, something like that. Gotcha. One of my grooms from a wedding well. I shot two or three years ago is second shooting with me now. He's gotten into wedding photography. And so, I'm he does great work now and he's shooting with me. So Dude, that is that is so awesome. That's a pretty interesting legacy. Yeah. I like that. It's good. Yeah, I think that's a good sign that he must like my work still. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Hopefully. Yeah. All right, man. Well autofocus. All right, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh well guys, um thanks for listening. Uh, this is Nathan Mitchell. You can find my stuff at NathanMitchellPhotography.com. And, yep, uh, and I'm Sam. You find my stuff at Sam Hurd Photography. That's H U R D. SamHurdPhotography.com. Thanks, guys. Cool. Yeah, we'll check you guys next week.